Hello and welcome back to our ninth day of Podmas where we're releasing... Uh, <laughs> Don't feel like that. It's only nine days in, sorry. It's, it's our ninth day of Podmas where we are putting out an episode every day in the lead up to Christmas on the Flix Forum podcast where we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today, we have Netflix's 57th film. It's the 2017 Christmas rom-com, A Christmas Prince, directed by Alex Zam, stars Rose McIver, Ben Lamb, Tom Knight, Sarah Douglas, Daniel Fathers, Alice Cridge, and Tahira Sharif. We finally have a Christmas film in Podmas. Nine days in. It's good. We've it's timed good. this perfectly. It's perfect. perfect. And we have to say that we obviously didn't do this... Like we wanted to do Podmas, but we didn't plan that the Christmas movies were just going to fall. We didn't, but it's so just, we've got, I think, tomorrow and the next day. Or yeah. three nights, yeah. yeah. Which is um, exciting. Yeah, Get so this is, spirit. this is where everyone's going to be all over Flix Forum in December. You better be. Better I reckon be. that, obviously, we've people will be all over it knowing what's coming and watching these films ready to go. Oh, I hope so. I love Christmas. I like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this is testing me. It's not too bad. All right, so we uh, like to start our show with our fast flicks, where each of us do a quick little summary of the film. MJ, what's your summary of uh, A Christmas Prince? Christmas Prince. Um, it's the formulaic rom-com structure performed to a T. The seasoned American journalist accidentally go undercover as a tutor and grows feelings for the man she's supposed to be writing a story on. It's also Christmas. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, no, I'm good. Finish it. It's Christmas. <laughs> and th- thanks for telling us that it's Christmas. Well, um, <laughs> didn't really have to be. No. That's, that's my point. <laughs> uh, I have said a journalist goes undercover to find out gossip on a prince. But what will happen when her true identity and feelings are discovered? It's also Christmas. Question. <laughs> are you sure it's Christmas? You got to mention that it's Christmas. It is it's um, Christmas. Did she go undercover though, or did she just? Oh, I guess she fell did. into going undercover. Yeah, because she, she did call her boss and said, "Hey, the boss is like, yeah, it's all right. You just get like two okay. weeks in jail. You'll be yeah. fine." Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> so we are going to spoil this uh, film. So if you are into a lovely Christmas film to sit around with the family, probably watch it and then watch listen. it now. Watch yeah. it. Watch it tonight. Like, make sure you watch this film whilst it's Christmas because. Christmas films outside of season just don't have the same buzz. Christmas is sixteen days away, so surely you you're into the into it's it. Perfect time. It is for this kind of movie. All right, what do we know about this film? Tell uh, us, give us some info. I've just got. I've, you know what? I've got really, really little. I, I know where it was filmed in Romania. Yeah, in very a, pretty, pretty location. It was a very nice location. Actually, yeah. in fact, I was surprised that they made the effort to um to go. In, oh, I guess it's Might not be cheap, to, cheap to film in Romania. Well, it was the same castle where they filmed the movie A Princess for Christmas. Hmm. It was about 2011. So, obviously, this castle <laughs> specialises in Christmas. Yeah. Um, but it was a very, very pretty location. Very nice It's a nice place to be at Christmas. The snow. and but There was a bit of viral love for this film when it came out back in 2017. Obviously, around the same time as we're doing this right now. But, yeah. Um, Mainly because Netflix re- revealed a tweet, and I like this, that 53 of its subscribers had watched this film every day over the past 18 days. That's dedication. That's unreal. Like, it would have been funny if they had said, like, two of them have done it, but 53 of them were just, you know what? I, I, I credit them for their love of Christmas, and obviously they're doing whatever they can to get into the holiday mood, and I'm all for it. I don't, um, don't know if I could watch this. Um, I, I don't. You know, what, eighteen it's, it's days in a row. Easy to put on, but um, 
It's just, I just found that so funny. And you know how Netflix is so coy about releasing any Anything, kind of yeah. data? Every now and then they do it and they've just got this amazing stat. Um, well, must this must have done pretty well because they have a sequel that's out, which we'll get to at some stage yep. soon. And they've announced a third one as well. So I was obviously aware and it's, that I, I had a sequel. And it, was, it ruined the movie. Almost. That's what I was going to say. I, was, I knew that... It was funny. Come on, yeah. mate. I made a point of saying that this is like someone's gone screenwriting 101 to write this script. Um, but yeah. So the sequel's called? The Royal Wedding. <laughs> and the threequel's called? <laughs> the Royal Baby. Ah, so I'm guessing the wedding the wedding so goes okay. We'll get to the wedding. We'll get to the wedding in, you know, next year at some point for our podcast. And I think we're going to know that they're going to stay together throughout it. But I reckon there'll be some sort of hiccup in their relationship. What about the baby? What's going to be the hiccup with the baby? Uh, True, yeah. Maybe they're going to get a bit darker in the third one. I liked it. There was was a bit of stuff online about this. You know, people like, oh, you can't take this seriously because when a king dies, the son automatically becomes the king. You don't have these, you know, where he has to, you know, renounce the throne and all this stuff. He's got 12 months to figure it out. Because the coronation is, as as a definition, is... um, not a requirement for ascending to the throne because the power just goes immediately. Right, so it's yeah. like a, a will where it's next of kin regardless. Yeah. But based, what was the what was the place called? Uh, Aldovia. Aldovia, based on the location. I'm guessing they make up their own rules. Absolutely. Well, they make up their own country. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> who was running Aldovia in that time? The queen. Was that? Yeah. Was that clear? The the prime minister was pretty important. Prime minister, by yeah, true. So they got a they got a bloody prime minister and a. King. King, yeah. So they got a bit of everything. They do. They need to have a referendum, I reckon. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, you know what? For a film that has quite a lot of chatter around it, I found trouble finding much information mm. on it. Um, but I guess, let's, let's be honest, they didn't break the bank on making this film. They probably weren't expecting it to get the cult following that it got. Mm. So there's just not a lot of... Thought's the wrong word, because I mean, I'm going to pay anyone credit for making a film, but they probably just... Nothing exciting no. to comment about. Yeah, to- yeah, I totally get that. I liked um, in the credits at the end of the film that this special thanks to United Airlines. So I don't know whether that you you saw lots of shots of the United Airlines. True, maybe they got some free flights. I mean, obviously, if they were doing you know New York to Romania for filming, they might um, have got a nice little leg up there. I think I read somewhere so everything was filmed. I don't think there was anything that was actually filmed in New York. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of that, I think that was stock footage. Because yep. there were a couple of people that complained and said, "Look, they couldn't even get the New York shots right because they're like that was a shot of a building in Chicago." Yeah, and, <laughs> and you know the the very final. You've, you've said the spoilers, yeah. Spoilers. Watch, you, yeah, I did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, the very final shot of them standing in the street is so clearly a set. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this set before. It was so obvious, which is fine. It's, it's all fine. Like, we yeah. don't have an issue with it. Yeah. It's so consensus. This is this is uh, an interesting one. I what think. have you got on Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. Critics is, would have hated it. It's on seventy three percent. Critical. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Only on eleven. But still, still that's, so that's enough to get a consensus. Well done, those critics. Well done, because you know critics are just sometimes can be. Yeah. You know, oh, I never liked this. Yeah, film. exactly. And the audience though was on forty eight percent on uh, two seventy three ratings. Yep, that feels about right. Feels about right. So IMDb. 5.7 out of 10. Yep, that's high. 12,000. Yeah. yeah. And then Letterbox, what you get? 2.3 on 6,800. Hmm. Um, feels more about right. Like, it's obviously not a great critical reception. Um, 
but this film isn't trying to get a great no. critical reception. And the people who like it don't like it because it's a great film. They like it because obviously it emits an emotional response to them. They can enjoy it. They can laugh with it. They can laugh at it. The yeah. film doesn't care if you laugh at it. So Exactly. So this was released on the 17th of November, 2017 on Netflix. Prime time, right to get into that Christmas. You got a month, month and a bit before Christmas. I thought it was interesting. It, it says here that it didn't release till the 25th of December, 2018 in Italy. Really? Which I thought was weird and I couldn't find anything like whether they had a theatrical release yeah. or, oh. but yeah, didn't, didn't hit Netflix till the 25th of December. And Italy, that's and that was a year later. Yeah, twenty eighteen, so over a year later. So they already knew that it was good or it was popular elsewhere. Yeah. Um yeah, I've got no idea. You're not gonna be watching that movie. Oh, uh, you know what? Unless some people To me, Christmas is all about the lead up to Christmas. Christmas Day is a fun day, but it's it's an exhausting day for me. Yeah. Like family and, and, and it's it's all great, but the vi- the fun and the excitement and the magic of Christmas is before <laughs> Christmas. So I'm not watching Christmas movies on the twenty fifth of December. No. Uh, and on the 26th, you, you, no way. You're sitting there with your kids. That's what so, I think. Some people have it as a ritual, maybe Christmas on, Eve. On the day. Christmas Eve Christmas for sure. Eve, yeah. Christmas Eve is perfect for it, but Christmas Day. Yeah, true. It's interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we do some early thoughts? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Actually, what did you think? I want you. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. I'll go first. So. I always go first. I, I struggled <laughs> early on with this. Aha. Uh-huh. Especially when Amber says the prince isn't my type, you just knew straight. Like it was this cliche, you're like, oh no, she's gonna fall in love with him. But as the movie went on, I just got into this. <laughs> I was so surprised, <laughs> really surprised. It's not not too dissimilar for me. Like, I, I, the film leaned really hard into the cues that the audience was expecting. Yeah. Um, if you've seen a rom-com, then you know you kind of knew it was always going to happen and they didn't pretend like they were going to go on another track. Um, so you basically see every scene before it happened, but it kind of works. If if you lean in hard enough and the film's already committing to it, um, the audience can kind of get into it too. Yep. So I'm not going to pretend that despite being aware of all this stuff, um, it didn't trick, it didn't trick no. me. But I wanted I wanted them to fall in love. I wanted the villains to get their comeuppance, and I wanted to see a bit of Christmas splash throughout. And it's it's tick 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 for all that. So I did. I do have a not a slight issue with the Christmas element, right? So, well, yeah, yeah. Go we, on. we can have we're gonna have this discussion. We're gonna yeah, do it. We're yeah. gonna have what's like, Christmas. What classifies as a Christmas? Christmas. But in this sense, I, I get the feeling like this script was basically like sitting on a blacklist somewhere, and someone's like, make it in December. Make it in December, put some Christmas stuff around it, and you got yourself a Christmas movie. Because there's there's nothing about this film that had to be Christmas. And and I, I I'm not saying it's not a Christmas film because mm. it is. It's absolutely a Christmas film. Yeah. What do you like? To me, a Christmas film is basically a film that's set during Christmas. I'm, I'm, and I'm okay with that. Home Alone Christmas film, Die Hard Christmas film for me. Yep. What about you? Yeah. I, there are a lot of plot points around this to do with family and needing to be together for Christmas, like Amber with her dad, and yep. don't want to leave you because I'm doing Very this job true. over Christmas. So I think they. That and you know they had this specific date that they had to announce when Which it was, was Christmas. Christmas Eve or whatever was it was. I think it was Christmas Day. Christmas wasn't Day. It? They were doing it. So uh, yeah, you know there were, the, there were some quite random sorts of things, but it, it yeah, I, it's a tough one. I'm not it. mad at it. No, 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 that's the thing. I'm not mad at it, but I'm just like, maybe I'm gonna write a really cheesy rom com, and when someone says this is not gonna work, I'll be like, but it's in December, <laughs> and they're buying Christmas bread, and you know it it just kind of works. 
Because if you make this like, you know, a summer prince and you have no snow, <laughs> <laughs> just this bare castle with, you know, I don't think it works. Like I know, but you know what? The script doesn't change. No. There's nothing about the script that or the, the story that makes Christmas relevant. Look at like Jingle All The Way, right? Yeah. That has to be Christmas. Christmas yeah. Deck The Halls is about putting lights on your head. It has to be Christmas. Chris, the cranks. those. Yeah, those, yeah. There's little things like that where... Um, and it's, I don't carry the way. But I, I get the feeling that they're just like, let's just make it in December and it's going to actually sell. That's the word. So do I. <laughs> let's talk about some characters. Yep. you got to talk about Amber to start off with, I think. Well, yeah, for half the bloody film, I was calling her Martha. So, because that was the name was she was going by. by yeah. And I didn't remember what her real name was. Um, she felt a little bit more damsel in distress than career-driven journalist to me. Okay. Um, not that she was overly damsel in distress, but she certainly wasn't. She didn't act like the career-driven journalist that she said she was. No, and I think that's because she was too nice. Yeah. You can't like they Wrong make industry. it out. Yeah. <laughs> like for her to succeed in that industry, she's got to be willing yeah. to hurt people and upset people. And you know the and it's tricky because the reason that as an audience you want to lie to her is based on this deceit that she's a nanny. So you want her to, to do well, even though she's playing a lie oh, yes. which is which is tricky so she is doing that yeah, that yeah role I, that she needs to do but at the same time you know she was just too nice i did like her i just didn't yeah. necessarily believe her no she didn't like and she never did anything bad to anyone or had any intention of, of wanting to hurt anyone i just yeah she was just this you was, almost this, get the yeah. feeling that she's the kind of person that wouldn't have snuck up the back you know yeah and they made a big like oh there's that doorway people going in it was like kind of yeah. yeah yeah um she didn't, yeah, she was fine. She was just, she, she was a character. Like <laughs> She was the, the main character know, you were going for. And this. she was fine. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say that there was more to her than fine. Okay. All right. What about the prince? Prince Richard. Richard. Yeah, I actually really liked him. Yeah. I thought he was very charismatic. He had a good sense of humor. He had obviously no sense of privilege, which was kind of the main things of appeal with him. And I can understand how girls watching this probably would have found him pretty dreamy. Yeah, I... I just thought he was a lovable guy. Like he was. You, you know, you see him playing with these kids at this orphanage or whatever it was. Yeah. And how did the press? That was always too much, isn't it? <laughs> what can we make him do that's really good? He's playing with orphans. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. But then, like you know, how did the press manage to have all these horrible stories on him? Like, oh, he's a playboy. Oh, he does this. Like, it's like I haven't seen anything but him being a nice <laughs> it's, guy. It's actually very true. I forgot about all that. Yeah. It just it was yeah. Anyway, but he was good. Like. <laughs> I, I, I didn't I didn't cling on to anybody until he came along. Um, and I was like, okay, I can watch this guy. Hmm. You obviously knew it was him with the beard at the start. Oh, that was so <laughs> obvious. Oh, he stole my car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's very But they didn't even try and not make that. So I'm okay with that. And how, how, how old, how rubbish was his fake beard? I know. <laughs> just like, like got some tufts of hair <laughs> and just stuck it on his face. What about Emily, the, the sister of uh, the prince? I... So the princess. Sister, yeah, true. That's probably, prince. <laughs> probably a good way to... I thought she was engaging and, and really impressive. I, I feel like this role could have been very run-of-the-mill, but yeah. she brought a lot out of it. What's her name? Her name is Anna... Oh, yes. Anna Neefsi. Okay. Excuse that pronunciation if I'm wrong, but um, I thought she made that role stand out and had a lot more legs than, than it could have had. I really liked, and I think a part of why I liked her, like you're saying, is that sometimes you've got, you know, this sister who's going to challenge 
the love interest the whole time. Whereas mm. she challenged her once straight away with a mouse and then realized, okay, she's not like everyone else. So yeah. I'll be on her side. And I liked that, you know, after that, she was nice. She got along with her. She kept the secret. Yep. She was there for her. She just enjoyed having someone that looked at her as a human being, really. She made it, um, it was, it was interesting because you make it more, uh, impactful that you show her as this little bitch at the start mm. and like that all the other tutors have left Yep. And they're like, oh, this girl's going to be trouble. So when she does come around, it's not just like, oh, this girl was a sweet little angel all along. Mm. It actually makes it yeah, more more worthwhile. And it wasn't too bad because it wasn't like, um, yeah, they didn't they didn't prolong it. Which no, I, no, they yeah. didn't overdo it. There, I, I thought we're going to watch half an hour yeah. now of her having to deal with this bratty exactly, little kid. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Good point. Uh, what, what other characters have you got? We got Simon. Yep. So Simon for me was basically just a parody for everything that's wrong with preppy privileged advanced society yep like it was just too much sometimes yeah it was just this jealous jerk <laughs> it was not real like that person surely doesn't exist and i feel like the like his counter sophia i feel like you can put her in the same boat my issue with her was that she should have been introduced or referenced earlier to have more impact because by the time she came in i was already on board with simon being the villain yeah and she kind of played an even bigger role in that. They could have at least mentioned Sophia early on about his ex-girlfriend and you're like, oh, this is coming. Because then she, she took over really quickly. Yeah. And I didn't have enough time to let her resonate or simmer. Um, True. And you're already rooting for Amber and him to get together. So bringing her in after, yeah. like, or if you had her, yeah, there beforehand, maybe yeah, there'd there's be more a little bit more tension about if they're going to get together. Yeah. There's some girl that's kind of half on the scene, half not on the scene. Yeah. I did enjoy that Mrs. Avril chick too. The, uh, did you? The, yeah, I thought in charge of the house, they need, there, there need to be some sort of stability in that house. Like True. some sort of... Because whenever um, Emily and Richard were together, they were just giggling, laughing, brother and sister, a bit of fun. Mm. And then <laughs> as much as, as you want Martha or, or yeah, Amber to to fit in she's just this klutz like yeah. she, she just she just falls over trips over does whatever so it was just nice to have this person I was like okay this is how things go I can guide sure. you where to go I never really thought that she was supposed to kind of be this voice of reason what are you doing mm. you never felt like she was actually like evil or anything like that no no not at all and I, I don't think there are any like I didn't even find Simon and Sophia as ev- like really evil characters they were just a little bit they were though like that's they were the villains. I'm yeah, sure. they were the villains. Yes, but I didn't find them. We're, we're just coming dangerous. off. Of, we're just coming off a Brazilian Western film where <laughs> yesterday the villains in that film <laughs> were, were really real bad. villains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. So everything seems better in, in perspective. Yeah. Any other characters? There's not for me. No. Nah. Right, well, what about the director? I thought this was an interesting sort of filmography from this guy. It was Alex Zam. Zam. Well, he's done <laughs> lots lot of, of direct stuff. Yeah. A lot of direct, like, video sort of films. Yeah, just like... Streaming films. A lot of Christmas stuff, too. Like, specifically Christmas stuff. Inspector Gadget, too. Was yeah. One of the ones that stood out. And then, um, also, Woody, Woody Woodpecker movie. Like, this film fits perfectly to what he does. Right, he's hitting his own. Yeah. Um, but nothing, you know, he certainly hasn't got any of those big films where you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that film. Nah. Oh, I've seen Inspector Gadget, too. I don't think I have. It was made in Australia. That doesn't mean I've seen it. <laughs> uh, all right. What about the the cast? I thought I think that this film wouldn't work with anyone that you'd actually know. Like, yeah, bigger names. Like, you don't want to be putting in an Angelina Jolie or half Brad of the Peterson. appeal of this film is that you, you roll your eyes and you laugh at it, 
And you can't do that if they're trying to be really serious with a, with a really good actor. Yeah. Um, so that's a good point. I, but I also... I can't see this film being anyone's breakout role either. And no. it's not, not, nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong with the actors. It's just this film doesn't give you any room to grow. I don't think studios are watching this going, oh, jeez, Rose McIver, isn't she something? <laughs> not that she did anything wrong, no, no, but it's just yeah. a shocking role. <laughs> no, you're a bit more negative on this than I thought you were going to be. I thought you were going to be no, all I'm over this. Okay, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, no, so. no, exactly. All right, what about some scenes? What, what did you like? Well, <laughs> some of the scenes they weren't necess- that I'm going to mention here weren't necessarily good or bad. So when I say they were good, it's not because I thought they were a good scene. It's just something that I wanted to bring up. <laughs> so I, did, I, I felt I didn't feel strong about the scene either way, but I just kind of had to bring them up. So I don't even know if they're good or bad. That's but these are my good ones. Yeah. I like <laughs> I like the advice she got from her father at the start when he said, "Take a risk, make us proud." <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> the little things. He was a good father. He gave lots of good advice. He was a good father. Whenever you need, give him buzz. Yep, just follow your heart. Oh, okay, I'll do that, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. Um. When Emily found out that she was not a tutor, she struck up like the best deal you could ever imagine with Emily. (laughs) (laughs) So you you can write your story. I'm not going to tell anyone, but you got to keep having fun with me. It's like, oh, okay. That sounds great. (laughs) Be truthful, my brother. He's not a playboy. It was, it was the best situation. I'm like, oh, she's got found out nice and early. How's this going to play out? Yeah. That was a little (laughs) bit too easy. Um, I did like the scene with, with Richard and his mum when she was kind of by the fireplace that night and kind of, you know, you got to figure out what you're doing. You know, I needed you and you left. You know, it's been a really hard year. And just the whole, like, I'm trying, mother. And, and, and she said, like, I have faith in you. I kind of thought that it was going to go the other way and she was going to scold him. But that was a nice little scene between the two of them. Hmm. Um, I, I thought the adoption story was kind of a nice twist. Like, I wasn't expecting them to, to think up something like that. Yeah. Um, it was a slight sort of point difference from the standard rom-com formula, even though you did sort of need a reason for Simon to have more right, right to, yeah. the, to the throne. But I didn't see them thinking about an adoption story, so I'm going to give that a tick. Good. I like a big tick. I liked it when Emily gave Martha that present. Yeah, um, that's cute that, to remind them. This is, is really sweet. Yeah, it yeah, was. Really sweet. I'd like to know how she managed to buy it and pick it out herself, because Martha's pretty much... Online. Online? Oh, okay. Yeah, good. This Surely, would be well. Online. Um, and finally, I just love that Simon and Sophia actually got married, um, cause I hated them both and they didn't, and Sophia obviously didn't want to be with him <laughs> yeah. and they got married before they had the coronation, yeah. which is just funny. Cause as soon as they got married, I'm like, this is going to blow up in your yeah, face. Yeah. So that, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad that, um, they got married. Actually, I did have, so this is, this is the final scene goes from good to bad. Okay. So I like the final scene when Richard rocked up and he threw the snowball I got the feels a little bit, you know, like, yeah. all right, you got me. I needed that. That's nice. Um, but then he proposed. Yeah. <laughs> like, he could have just said, like, hey, let's date. And I would have been, I would have felt great. He's um, a prince. I don't think he even knows their name. <laughs> like, true, real name? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He didn't, need to, he didn't need to propose for mine. I've got that in my forgettable scenes, too. Yeah. I, that's the, the proposal at the end is just too much. It's, like, way, it's too, way, too way too much. Way too much. Way over the top. It was so cute when he threw that snowball when yeah. she came outside. And then she said yes. I he, thought she was going to be like, no, but. He was down on his knee for a while, too. He was. <laughs> All right. My turn for Your some turn. standout scenes. Standout. The, standout scenes. There were, there were a few that, um, I don't know whether I liked them because they reminded me of Beauty and the Beast, but I was oh, yeah. just like in on it. Um, 
so you know there's this scene where they go outside and do this archery together and I'm like this just reminds me of the yeah. beast and Belle out in the garden of the castle and then you bang on there and then the same thing happened again she gets on a horse gets lost in the woods yeah. falls over there's a dog that's ready to get her I'm like oh the beast is going to come ah oh, the prince saves her so the, I don't know if that's just because I've got this love of uh, Beauty and the Beast but these these two scenes that we're just like oh this is Beauty and the Beast for it's me. a very so, good call so, and as I said before Watching this back to back with the killer, <laughs> a completely different film. Seeing uh, when she fell over and there was like that that liar that what was it jagger or jagger, whatever it was yeah. that was going to get her. And my head was still in the killer, and I'm like, oh, she's gone here. Gonna, someone's going to shoot this thing, and oh, they're going to no. eat someone. No, and then he just sort of gave whisk away on the horse, just fired his gun in the air. Yeah, it was as violent as he got. Oh, what a what a babe. Um, <laughs> I like I liked the awkward scenes with Martha, like tripping, falling, slipping. I, just, I was just like, ah. Oh. It's just predictable. You just, liked her. I, I did. I, just, yeah. I don't know why. Because this, like, when when I saw this movie, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. And you got a bit annoyed when I didn't like her. Yeah, so I can tell you like. Yeah, her. I do. I like. I like Martha. Uh, I like the toboggan scene in the snow. I thought that was really cute. It's cute. Yeah. Where and you know it shows that the mum had this good side too because she came back. She's ready to scold him and and then instead of going heavy, she's like, just next time invite me. Like, yeah. but we all knew that was coming though. Did you know that? That, that was, was just coming. nice. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was like, nice. It was nice. Uh, I thought the, you know the the truth about um, you know the prince's bloods revealed. I really liked when he just didn't even like the mum takes him aside and he didn't even second guess it. He's just like, look, I'm never going to leave you. You're yeah. my mother, and I just thought that was really nice. Yeah. And finally, the acorn thing that got me. I didn't see that coming. That was clever. Yeah. Yeah. Like we spoke about the adoption thing, and but then when she's sitting there at the airport, and the I forgot about that stupid poem as well. Yeah. And the like, dad's like, oh, you know, something about seeds, and she's like, just got to, oh, I got to go. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, the acorn. And then like that whole dramatic scene of her opening the acorn to find this bit of paper. I was just like... You know the one thing I was thinking all along? Surely that the old king obviously knows he's adopted. Surely he, he's going to, in his time, change that like... The rule. Law, yeah. Law, yeah. yeah. Like he's going to just change it. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, why didn't he just change it? And then he did. That was, <laughs> that was a Christmas present for the wife. Yeah. That's, no, it was better that way. Yeah. But the whole time I'm thinking like, come on, King Richard, you're apparently a great man. <laughs> yeah. All right, what what are some things that other things that you want to forget? Yep, at the very start when her boss pulls her in and says, "So how much do you know about the royal family in Aldovia?" And like she knows everything. I was like, "Come on, like is this obscure little country that you know everything about their royal family?" Yeah, why not? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyed me when she walked in on um, Richard played. First Noel on piano. Yeah. How can see on the piano? He's playing it like what a 10-year-old would play it. She walks in and goes, you're really talented. And the guy's like, the first Noel on the piano. Come on. Well, I can't play the piano, sir. No, I know. It's not like he was punching out Beethoven or something. Um, I'm loving this. The overacting on the reporters. Oh, yeah. Will the coronation be rescheduled? Who will run the country? I thought that press conference was horrible. Oh, it, was so, it was so lame. It was just, you know, they're all so impatient. It was so unbelievable. Yeah. What about when um, when Sophia goes all sharpe and goes, something about Miss Martha isn't right. <laughs> it reminded me when Sharpe exposed Gabriella as being like really good at math That's... and science. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this high school music. You're hating on this. Uh, these are, these, but <laughs> these are scenes, as I said, I didn't, I didn't like hate them, no, no, but no. I was like, Come on. Fair enough. Um, oh, this was one of the worst acting performances. When she submitted her story and quit her job, the overacting on her boss was unbearable, like laughable how bad her boss was in that scene. Um, 
that's all I got. That was fun to talk through. That was some good scenes. That were, that were fun I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, that's what the film was. So that's why I said I didn't hate or love these scenes. They're yeah. never going to come back as like, this is the worst scene ever. No. Yeah. But, I'm probably the same. Like, I don't have any scenes that I really hated. They're just little things. I was like, ah, they're a little bit weird. Yeah. What are we? What are they? So, yeah, I had the press conference scene as well, which yeah. was just... Both press conferences. Yeah. And even when she's in the car with the, the other journalist, I'm just like, ah... Oh, you're so different to these these guys. Um, <laughs> there are some re- there were some some sort of establishing shots of the castle, like these high angle shots of the castle. That I was like, that just looks like a model. I swear they had a model, like they were on that castle, and it did my head in. Um, there was this joke that Emily, when they're out playing archery, <clears throat> and then Emily makes this joke about the mum going to cut the prince's dick off. She's like, oh, you know, it was like a really subtle little joke. Okay. I was like, oh, that was, that was a little bit, I didn't really like that. Didn't see where that was yeah, coming from. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. She didn't say dick, but it was along those lines. Well, maybe that goes back to him being um, a playboy. A playboy, yeah. yeah. True. Um, and then the last one I had was that proposal at the end too. It's just, just too much. Too much. But you thought it was cute before that, yeah? That's more ball in the window. I was more like interested in seeing the dad's reaction inside. You know what? I really wanted him to come out or at least see the fact that they were engaged. All he just would look out and saw that she was with the dude, and he was like, "Oh, nice." Yeah, I'm the same as you actually with that. Yeah. All right. What was the film trying to say? What are some (sighs) themes? At least had a few things. Few. It wasn't. It wasn't digging too deep. No, like it wasn't. This is is a surface film. It's very everything. Yeah, it was. I think one of the main things was grief and dealing with loss and yep. particularly that loss as a family unit. Um, and I like the way that they compare this royal family with this New York mum, sorry, New York daughter and father set up. Um, mm. I, I really enjoyed how she was unsure about whether she should go because it was Christmas and the dad was, you know, on his own. I, I really enjoyed that side of it. I did too. I thought that, yeah, the, this whole idea of getting over that loss and then, not running away like um, he'd previously done, which was yeah. nice because, you know, you need to be there with the people together to, to as a family to help each yeah. other through it. And I like that. Yeah, totally agree. What else? Um, and then it's the whole privilege and opportunity versus normal and then what is normal. Um, yeah. Simon and Sophia, obviously these privileged jackasses that you're supposed to hate. I think Sophia wants to be. I don't know if she actually... True, yeah. maybe not, but she yeah, acts but not like too, yeah, she... Versus... Um, here's the fact that this guy is heir to a throne and he's like the most personable, casual guy out there. And I think even Emily hates that's, herself for being, you know, yeah. associated with that. Well, that's why she likes um, Amber so much yeah. because she treats her like normal. normal yeah. And obviously she's obviously got that disease, which yeah. we never really... They named it. It was like, did, I've got it in my other notes, yeah. It's not scholars, but yeah. You have two notes for this film? You I do. I do my notes in two separate sections. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that one didn't make the cut. Did didn't it? make the cut. No. <laughs> Final cut. Not not, not unlike um, her notes when she was writing. So I saw it. <laughs> saw it. Sweet. It's actually really good. It's like um, someone screenshotted it when mm. it was when her notes, notes came up, yeah. and it says like my notes four point five, five or yeah. something, and like the notes are just like. Unbelievable. She's just like, I think I'm gaining his trust, but I'm not too sure. The coronation is soon. What's he going to choose? Like, it's... That's the type of magazine she wrote for. That's what they want to read with. That's quite true, actually. That's uh, quite true. The, you know, there was a bit about taking risks, too. They, they all needed to take their own risks in yeah. some way. Like, Emily needed to take that risk in trusting someone new. Um, you needed... The prince needed to, you know... 
take that risk in coming back to his family and, and also, you know, trusting someone who's completely different to the type of person that he's ever been with before. A lot of risks, you're right, actually. Um, and then also being true to yourself while taking risks. Like, yeah. you know, the prince, he still obviously had the time for the orphans and for the, the charity work that he does, as well as his mum. Like, he, he stood by her, so... I still don't get all this bad stuff that the press yeah, has on him. Yeah. Like, I just don't, don't see it. Well, yeah, Emily makes a point of being like, it's not really true, but it would be good if they gave you a slice of hmm. why they might have said that. Yeah. Uh, you know, following following your dreams too, having this faith in in being able to do what you can do. Um, and the last one, like the, journalism, they, they like to give a good whack on journalists <laughs> being horrible. You know, they think they call the press parasites. <laughs> And that sort of goes into with them talking about not worrying about what people think. That's a paparazzi kind of press, yeah, though, was, as opposed yeah. to like a hard hitting. Well, she was a she was a journalist. That was a good comparison. How hard hitting was she? Well, she could have gone with the story, but mm-hmm. she didn't because she's too nice. Well, she told no. She told the story yeah, as a true story. Yeah, yeah. That's hard hitting. <laughs> what do we take away from this film? Look, I, I can't stress enough that this was like a conveyor belt screenwriting one hundred and one type story so it's got your heroes got your villains got your cute mates or your mate cutes whoever you want to call them um <laughs> the fact that she's pretending to be someone else not expecting to fall in love even their first kiss was up interrupted by those horses um you know amber walking in on that kiss with sophia in the room she got pretty dirty on that kiss yeah. <laughs> of course she did because that's part of the that's what's supposed to happen next in the story <laughs> she's doing a job but then it was all topped off with her having a makeover before the big ball like every, i think i i just like sat there laughing when the makeover came like oh good we, we didn't have and a makeover. you had to have a staircase to, yeah. show, to show her off so everyone could look up at how wonderful she looks but literally like the first thing I thought of was 10 things I had about you which I saw you've watched recently did you watch that recently um I watched how to lose a guy oh, in 10 days, right, yeah. very close which is very similar to but the same the, yeah yeah the same concept similar. of like oh no I wasn't supposed to date you but then oh, same with she's all that as well yeah. the other one I thought of wasn't supposed to date you but then I really liked you and it was a joke but now it's not a joke yep very predictable but very. fine yeah I thought this it was just nice like Perfect spot on streaming. Like Netflix should, and they will, and they are, continue to invest in Christmas movie. Mm. Because people are just going to be like, I just want to watch a Christmas movie. Oh, it's a new Netflix one, so I've never seen it. Done. Yeah, and I think this is the perfect time to watch it. Like we said at the start, if you haven't oh, seen this, sure. it is Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Festive right. season. You want something nice to, you know, you don't have to worry about too much with the kids for this, this film. You can sit there with them and, and walk out of the room and know that, yeah, they're going to be okay. With the I content. love I love Christmas, um, and I do enjoy. I think Christmas movies are a big part of enjoying Christmas, and like you've got your you got your go tos with it, like the two I mentioned before, and even things like The Grinch, the Grinch and Love I was Actually. Just about to say The Grinch too, yeah. Even I, 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 every year or two, I try and watch It's a Wonderful Life as well. But it is nice to sit there and go. There's a brand new Christmas movie that I haven't seen. Could be good. Might not be, but could be good. I'd much prefer to watch this than like you know. Um, the Christmas Carol, the Jim Carrey motion capture one. Like, sure, yeah. This is nice. Yeah, you know there's nothing that's going to go wrong in this. No, not at all. Which is what you want this time of year. It's a busy time of year. It is. So we're telling you, watch this. Uh, IMDb, did um, you jump on at any stage? I didn't, no. And you know what? I, I, it's, about, it's two in a row I haven't jumped on. But there's no one I even like semi-recognised in this film. I did. Rose McIver plays Amber slash whatever her name, right. other name is. She's Tinkerbell in Once Upon a Time. Like this, so Once Upon a Time was a TV ABC show. studio show. In you know, took all these Disney characters and put them into this. Never watched place. it, but I didn't mind the concept. Yeah, 
Tinkerbell. She was Tinkerbell. So I didn't pick, like, I was yeah. like, your face is so familiar. Quite a like, big role yeah. in that. Uh, she was in it for about a, about 10 episodes or so, like every now and then. Yeah. Because um, the characters would come in and out. So was she small? Yes. Yeah. I figured she would be. But then I was, yeah, they have, yeah. Like real, yeah, they have real, real life personas. Well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. No, no. So yeah, so that was what I remembered her from. Okay. That was it? Yep. That's all I had. Any questions that you want to ask? Um, yeah. Just two. Um, and they're both smaller, more situational questions about the film. Surely people are going to be asking more questions about who this random girl dancing with the king, well, the king to be at his coronation. Like, she just turned up out of the blue and then she was dancing with him. True. And no one was just like, who's this? Like, I don't know. That felt weird. Yeah, maybe they'd seen her around the place because maybe she'd been had. tutoring. But wasn't that like quite a big, you know? Yeah, it's a it's a big. Well, there's a, I think there's a lot of big stretches in this film. Um, no, but I mean, like, that was like a big ceremony. There's lots of people yeah, lots there, of but people. no one was being like, "Who's Who this random girl wearing sneakers? Yeah, dancing with soon to be king." Yep, good question. And the other one's very similar. So yeah, obviously, that whole quorum at the final coronation didn't want Simon to be king. Yep. But there was like a clause where it's like we can't vote unless the quorum turns up. Correct. So why they why they all come? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was Surely like, they could find some law in there too that said if you don't like that guy, it goes to the daughter or something. Yeah. Emily could have had it. Just got me thinking because Simon's like, let's do it now. He's like, no, we can't do it unless everyone turns up, or else we got to do it another day. And then everyone turned up and didn't up. want him. It's like, why why'd you turn up? Yeah. Bothered me. Good point. <laughs> Very good point. Uh, Amber's two friends like that worked in the office oh yeah did we ever learn their names uh, if we did they weren't around enough to remember them yeah I, I was I really annoyed me because I do my notes I'm like are they on IMDB I didn't even I was just like what are your names I didn't they would be yeah I'm sure they probably do Maybe like on the cast list but twice. in the film they didn't that annoyed me Maybe not. so Amber was deceiving why like you know to get into the castle why are we okay with this in movies but like if that happened in real life we'd be it's a big story. Who is so against what she's done? Like, been in a movie, it's like, ah, oh, so cute, so sweet. That is a very... In real life, I'd be like, hang her. <laughs> like, she's broken into a royal family. Because you don't get the other context. No. Yeah. She's broken into a royal family. She's uncovered a big secret. <laughs> Imagine the scandal. That she's be. basically looking after this little girl. That's huge. Imagine someone snuck into Buckingham Palace before, I don't know, Harry was married, and he starts hooking up with her, and... It's a great oh, point. Crazy. Uh, i got one other one. You know what? If that had happened, though, someone would be like, that would make a good movie. Maybe that's what happened here. Oh, it's based on true, true story. <laughs> no, because it obviously didn't happen, but someone's thinking, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> All right, I've got one more. So there's this scene where they go to the cabin in the woods, mm. and, you know, it's nice little warm cabin with the fire going, and then Amber finds this folder with all the documents, and she obviously takes them with her. But you said they, they cut to her and him getting on the horse. She's got no bag. Thought that nothing. Where did she shove this folder? Thought that as well. How did she carry it back? Had to be under her shirt or something. Uh, but yeah. Dodgy. Dodgy. What was dodgy. she wearing? She might have been wearing a big jacket or something. I don't know. But I thought that too. Yeah. That took my head in. Yeah. All right. Are we, I think we... Also, like, why'd they go to that cabin? Why didn't they just stay there the night? Because it was obviously they went to the cabin because it was late and they were a bit tired and cold and had a bit of a scare. But then they still went out later, which I'm assuming by now it's like 2 a.m. <laughs> Well, they needed to be able to see him coming back through the window by yeah, um, true. Simon and Sophia. True. All right. I think we're good to wrap this up. I think. I hope. So, tell us, MJ. We like to give a rating out of five. What What are your thoughts on this film? I mean, it does everything you expect it to do. It doesn't make it a good film, 
But if you're not in that target demo and you have the presence of mind to laugh at it occasionally without blaming the film for doing what it's doing, then you can still enjoy it for what it is. So for me, it's two stars. Very good. All right. So like I said at the start, like this film was very cliche. It was like sugary sweet and I struggled early on, but I got sucked in really badly. Mm. Um, Seems like you did. I did. I didn't expect you to. Me either. I, this is one of those films I was like, oh, it's Christmas. Just, yeah, Christmas. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it's the, the time, the, the time of the year. But I went for. I was like, oh, this is about a one and a half, and I'm giving it a three. Good. <laughs> so, I'm glad. I'm giving it a three. Um, I, yeah, I, I just enjoyed it. It was just nice. It yeah. was nice to have a film that you didn't have, like. You just didn't have to worry about anything. That's very true. I often like, think that sometimes. Not very often I see a film where I'm just like, oh. Nothing that really... just made me happy. Like, yeah. It's just a happy film. No, good. And that deserves a three-star rating in that sense. So that gives us an average of two and a half. Two and a half. Two that feels half. right. Yeah, just about right. So that's good. See, we've spoken about it. Every time Heater's been absent for our <laughs> podcast, we talk. I'm always just like, I wish Heater was here. Heater would have given that close to a zero. <laughs> Heater would have hated every second. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are on social media. We have Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are at Flix Forum. We pop a question up there. I don't know if I've gone early... I know we've got three days of Christmas uh, movies. Oh, no. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Yeah, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I've just gone with it for this one. Yeah, well... I couldn't think of much else for this one. It had to come up at one point. So, if we can get them out early enough for people to get their recommendations in, that could do well for Christmas. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Um, I do like a Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's that's one of the the classics from when I was a kid. Um, What about you? Look, I love It's a Wonderful Life. I think it's a great movie. In terms of, like, your more fun... Christmas movies. Elf, Bad Santa. Elf's a good movie. Elf's very funny, actually. Yeah, Elf's not bad. Jingle All the Way, I loved it when, it, when that came out. Um, Do you remember that movie? It's not necessarily Christmas, but Santa Claus is in it. Um, Legend of the Guardian, or Rise of the Guardians. It's got like Santa Claus, Easter Bunny. Yep, yep. DreamWorks animated yeah, film. I really enjoyed that, that film. As well, yeah. And I think that was around end of year when it came out. So I'm going to claim that as a Christmas movie as well. Oh, good. That was good. Santa Claus is in it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Christmas movies are good, so give us some suggestions if you if you yeah. can on, on our post. Give us some suggestions that we may not have known about. We're going to give you a suggestion to watch tonight before our episode comes out tomorrow Very because well. we're doing another Christmas film tomorrow. It's a black comedy from 2017, and it's called El Camino Christmas. It's directed by David E. Talbot. It stars Luke Grimes, Vincent D'Onofrio, Dax Shepard, Kurtwood Smith, Michelle Milet, Emilio Rivera, Kimberly Quinn, Jessica Alba and Tim Allen. It's a great a, cast. Speaking of Tim Allen, Santa Claus. Have you oh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus good. one, two, three. Gosh. That was good Christmas movies. That's a good point. So yeah, that's a pretty that's good a cast. Great cast. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. I know that's not how you say his last name, but I love him. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. How yeah. do you say it? He's such a good actor. But yeah, I'm looking forward. This is going to be good. Um, this is going to be a good couple of days, and this one seems like a nice change of pace as well. But yeah, all right. Well, we'll... Christmas is officially in gear now. It is. Podmas yeah. has been going for a while, which is Christmas enough, but. Yeah, I might wear a Santa hat to tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow or the tomorrow next. Tomorrow good. All right, bring it well, on. It's warm weather. But it is quite warm. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow. See how we go. You will see me tomorrow. And yeah, have a good night. Have a good night. See ya.